But alright, so we're doing some instant reactions. What's going on, y'all? It's your homie CL coming to you live on the Rundown South podcast. I'm running shotgun with the homie Easy. Yo, yo, yo. So uh, we're sitting right here. We just watched game one and we wanted to do some instant reactions uh, and just get them on wax because we just saw something that was just absolutely despicable. I mean, it's it's basically what I thought what might happen. And I'm not afraid to say that it could continue, even though I did pick the Cavs. Only I picked the Cavs because I wanted to root for the Cavs, not because I really, really like felt like they was in my heart of hearts they was gonna win. Well, that's not how you pick, man. But that's what <sighs> that's not how you pick. You supposed to pick what you know, and then let them know that like, I'm going for this team. That's how you gotta run that. Put it like this. I picked the Cavs, but I won't gamble on them. No, no, no. What you're saying is you pick the Warriors, but you hope and pray and hope and pray some more that the Cavs win. Okay. you rather see the Cavs win. Yeah. But you know the Warriors are going to win. I you mean, pick the Warriors to win. It just, bro, it just <laughs> looks so goddamn vicious. All right. So the score was 113-91. and Cleveland gets slaughtered. In Golden State, game one, and the first question is, is it like, does it feel like a must win for the Cavs to try to take game two? You you just said 91 to 113. That seemed kind of close. You said it seemed kind of close? It just seemed kind of close. Like the way the game was going... The way the flow of the game and the way the shots was going up, that 91-113 seemed like kind of close. Like they might have cut the, the lead down or something. But um, I mean, you know, Cleveland was hitting a lot of threes late, but they couldn't really keep up. The, the thing about Golden State was they were just – it just seemed like they were shooting more. So let me – oh, okay. So, yeah, I wasn't just seeing that. I'm, I'm looking at the stats right now on NBA.com. And Warriors took 106 shots, and the, the Cavs only took 86. If they continue to go that route, not to mention that the Cavs shot 34%. If they going to play like that any more of the series, I could call it a sweep. I would concede on that. If, if we see anything close to that in Game 2... It's probably going to be a sweep. We need to see more out of Kyrie. We need to see more out of Kyrie and being a point guard and facilitating for the team. Kyrie can have 24 points. That's perfect. But Kyrie can't leave the game with two assists. But that's never been his game in the first place. But that has to be his game now. That has to be <clears> with, <throat> with the way the Golden State is playing ball. Kyrie has to take the pressure off of everybody. So is LeBron. LeBron does his thing with eight assists, but Kyrie has to get those assists because you can't have J.R. Smith with three points. So you, you can't have Amani Shepard with five points and Kyle Corver with zero points. You have that, was, that was one thing I was looking for because if you look at the Warriors, even though Kevin Durant is going to get his, he's going to put up 30 every night. And, you know, Steph going to get 26 in there somewhere. The thing about the Warriors is everybody gets involved. They start scoring the ball. And I, 
like I didn't even feel like J.R. Smith was in the game. He took four shots. Kyle Corver barely had any impact on the game. Three shots. And I'm I'm looking at that like man, this is that's not that's not good. Because those are shooters, those are the guys you brought in to match up with Golden State. And if they're not making any impact, what you what can you do? Exactly. Now the thing that I'm worried about the most overall, like besides this, like field goal percentage and and uh, you know matchups and whatnot, bruh. But it's this Kevin Durant pick and roll offense. Yes, they're basically facilitating the whole offense through Kevin Durant pick and roll. Top of the key, either switch with Steph or Clay, get a smaller defender, and go to work. And go to work. And just go to work. And it's unstoppable. And he can miss a few shots here and there, but the, the philosophy of that is unstoppable. Because like, as soon as the Browns off KD, who's going to stop him? And over and over again, Kyrie was getting torched. And I mean, it's not Kyrie's fault. It's not Kyrie's fault that Kevin Durant is an alien. You know, like, it's like two dribbles and he's at the rim. Or one dribble and two steps. Right from the three-point line. Those extra long strides and those long arms. It's like, you don't think he's going to yam, but he already at the rim. Already. They in trouble. Durantula. The return of Durantula. I still like Iceberg Slim. Nah. Nah. <laughs> I like Iceberg Slim because he, he liked George Gervin the remix. I like that. It's Durantula right there, man. We don't argue about that. You got any any final analysis on, on what, what happened in game one? Um... No, nah, we basically covered everything what we were just saying. It's just they gotta figure they gotta figure it out. Cleveland gotta figure out how to facilitate Kevin Durant and make sure every time he gets he getting off a switch, it's not a mismatch. Do you do you lay a little bit of this at at Tyron Lue's feet? Nah, you can't. You can't because like it's not too much you can really do because like we say we were saying earlier. Off the podcast, say you say you set him up and you come down and you like might put Kyrie or somebody on Kevin Durant to prepare for the switch. So when they switch, LeBron is on Kevin Durant, but now they don't have to switch, right? But, and Kevin can just eat him. But you could probably like funnel him into a, a double team. And if you double team, the Warriors are one of the. I'm not gonna say like, the only this, teams. I would try it with like. Zaza on the floor Like that was what I was thinking It's like when Zaza's on the floor And you got uh, uh, Tristan Thompson You could probably funnel a double team With Kyrie And have him go to the lane And probably get stuck right there And just try to to rotate But You say if he goes to the lane? Yeah I mean that's if he goes to the lane That's something about this 6'10 alien That we're talking about That he doesn't have to do that And especially with Kyrie on him Or basically anybody Else on Cleveland, he doesn't have to go to the lane. Well, let me let me put it like this. 
how much would you blame, I guess, Tyron Lue at all if they weren't able to come up with any adjustments? I, I still wouldn't blame him. The only you thing still I would, would blame the, the, like the, it's the just is, that indefensible. The only thing I would blame him for is if I didn't see any adjustments. Okay. Now, if he makes adjustments and get torched, I can't blame him. Right. But if I see the same thing, game two, game three, I'm like, yo, like, wh- where are the adjustments? Then I, I, I can put the blame on him because you never know if an adjustment would have worked. That's fair enough. Now you, you, now what was your pick? You said war. You said Warriors in five. I was here. We didn't officially have it on wax, but you called Warriors in five. Yep. Now we ain't talk about this in the in the the preview pod. But does that knock down LeBron for you at all? Nah, not at all. Nah, he's just LeBron's just running into a a team that's built to beat him, basically. And it's just it is what it is. Like LeBron can really take this and stride and be like, well, they had to do this to beat me. You know what I'm right. saying? Well, it's okay. I got you know what I'm saying because I I don't think LeBron really worried about the whole makeup of championships anymore. You know what I'm saying? I gotta get six and. I think LeBron could, can care less if he leaves out with four. You know what I'm saying? Leaves out with five. Mm-hmm. He, of course, he would want to get more than six. You know what I'm saying? But I think he's, I think he's good solidifying himself as one of the best players to ever play the game, if not the best player okay. to play the game. So, of course, he'd be disappointed. Of course, he would want to win. I wouldn't have no ill feelings or look at him differently. You know what I'm saying? He'd still be LeBron. Still be the best player on earth right now. And yeah, it is what it is. Now, KD is a different story. Now, what you what you gonna think about KD? Let's let's bruh, go there real you, quick. Bruh, what you mean, bro? Like you left to beat this guy? You couldn't do it in Oklahoma City, which is understandable. And then now the, you go to the super team. Go to state couldn't do it last year. I don't know, man. That'd be that'd be I mean, barbershop right. talk for like, years. Let's think about this for a minute, though. <laughs> for years. Let's let's think about this for a minute. Would the Warriors beat the Cavs if they still had Harrison Barnes? If he hit. If he hit. If he hit. Because he ain't hit last year. He was, like, he was open a lot and he ain't hit. If he hit, bro, he ain't hit nut. If he hit, they good. Because as you even see last year, it's the offense they play that's going to get him the open shots. And he just got to hit. We look at the score 91 to 113. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, your boy, um, your boy Clay Thompson. My bad, my, my thing messing up over here. It's, it's like your it's, boy Clay Thompson it, just. Are we gonna get one of those Clay Thompson games where he go off for like thirty five? No, I don't think we're gonna get it in the finals. You don't think we're gonna get one in the finals because he ain't had one all playoff. Nah, he ain't went off yet. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, it's the tour ninety one and one thirteen, and Clay Thompson went three for sixteen. I don't understand what's going on with him. We already had your theory. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Like, all right. These dudes are creatures of habit. They're NBA players. I feel like something might be off with Klay Thompson. Some it may be something personal. You know, maybe his favorite strand is no longer available. Maybe a uh, particular mate might no longer be available. Something that really gave him a little bit of juice just ain't there no more. It's nothing serious. I'm just speculating. Not reporting anything. I'm not a journalist. I have no facts, no sources. I'm the no-source insider. I'm just saying, he looked like a dude that ain't really had it right. Because I'm not going to say he's sad. He's not sad. Clay don't take me like the sad type. He just, it just, he ain't got the same juice, man. He just don't. Anything else you want to talk about, man? Because I'm going to keep this one short. And we're going to do a full-on pie sometime later on uh, tomorrow. Uh, no, that's, well, that's about it, man. You know what I'm saying? But listen to these boys talk right about now. Oh, yeah. We're going to look at the uh, Katie and Steph uh, press conference. You know, that'd be like, bah, bah, that'd be about it. You know what I'm saying? Still, holler at your boy. Easy, easy. Live Google me anywhere. Listen to me anywhere. iTunes, Apple, um, whatever you want, just 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 listen to me. I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere. Easy to come up mixtape. Still going hard. View still going up. Play still going. Number still going. That's what we doing. Let's get it. You got know that man. And now you can follow me at CL Made Event on Twitter. Follow the show at the Rundown South on Twitter. Uh, follow the show therundown.com. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and all that. You know what it is. What up, though? What's happening? What's going down, people? It's your homie CL. Bad live with a run down south. Got to know that. Do appreciate y'all for coming out, listening to your boy. Could have been anywhere else in the world, but you right here listening to this podcast. And uh, today we're going to do a little special edition, post-game one edition of the podcast. Uh, I did a little instant reaction with Easy last night. Uh, yeah, I should have already listened to that. So now we got Keith Nelson Jr., who was on the preview pod that I kind of just whipped together real quick. What's happening, Keith? Yeah, what's going on, CL, man? I'm feeling golden right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Living my life like it's golden, you know? Yeah, see, man, folks was trying to get me to gamble on that thing, and that's the problem with this. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for LeBron to win, but mm-hmm. I know what he's up against. It's like, anybody, who puts money on the Cavaliers to win this series? Not saying they can't win, but you, it's, you're going to make some good money because it's like you can't put money in the Warriors. You got, I think my friend said you got to put like a thousand dollars to make twenty dollars. You you bet for the Warriors? Yeah, the, the odds are ridiculous. Coming off last night's game, and of course, y'all know by now, one thirteen to ninety one, game one of the what uh, West Conference Finals, the NBA Finals. <laughs> Uh, Golden State just really brought it to the to the Cavs, you know, and it was very mm-hmm. predictable for a lot of people who you know called the series, you know, in five. Uh, some people calling for sweeps, you know. I I still have faith in LeBron to do something, 
Oh yeah. But man, it's not looking good, man. Them, them, the switches on the pick and rolls are just absolutely torching the Cavs, and they can't do shit about it. Nothing. So, like, what what was your biggest takeaway from the game last night? My biggest takeaway um, from the game, besides the fact that we have a new rivalry between Rihanna and KD, is that... Yo, why Robert Latar try to set him up like that? <laughs> at that fucking press Yo. conference, dog. She Rihanna tried to set my she tried to get my boy fucked up. Like he was about to, she was trying to get into his head, but we can get to that later. My biggest takeaway is this Warriors team is better than I thought they were. And that's scary. Like I I, I knew whenever teams say, Oh, we, we could play better. We could play better. We're just not even our final form when they win. Like like when the Cavs blew out the, the Celtics by like forty and said, Oh, we could play better. I was like, Yeah. Whatever, it's like like whenever teams say that, like you scored 115 points, you're not play, you might play better, but very little. This this Warriors team, I can legitimately see scoring 150 points at some point in this in this finals. As if they two players, only two players had double digit scoring. Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. Let me repeat, a LeBron James led team got blown out and run out the building with only two players on the opposing team scoring double digits. That's pretty fucking bad. This team, this team, I can, this, there's so many stats you can rattle up. That's, that's the number one stat that just blew me away. The number two is Kevin Durant had more open dunks than the Warriors had turnovers. Bruh, and it's, it's so fucking crazy. What? Cause, I got in an argument with Easy last night about <clears throat> what to do in that situation, and mm-hmm. he kind of ended up being right because it was it happened twice. Mm-hmm. KD was coming down the court, mm-hmm. and there was a defender who was stuck between KD being at the rim and Steph Curry being at the three-point line. Mm-hmm. And both times, I think it was J.R. Smith the first time and LeBron the second time. Yep. And they both went to Steph and they just let KD get the dunk. Now, me with my, you know, my sensibilities, it's like I'd rather go with a 50-50 chance of him missing a three. But for whatever reason, everybody has this logic that the three is just as good as a layup for Steph Curry, which is, I mean, it's kind of true. And um, I actually heard he'll be brown like, Right before the game, say that exact same thing. He was like, they're going to have to figure out what to do in those situations, which was kind of scary when I, I was like, damn, you know, that, that kind of tells you like some people are really smart about this basketball thing. But mm-hmm. the thing that I just took away is like, God damn, if that's going to be your hardest decision, a dunk or a three on the same play. And it's mm-hmm. about tick for tack about what's going to happen. I don't really know what the hell to do. Yo. We, I probably saw this during the season, but I can't remember it. I remember, I remember before when, when all the KD going to the Warriors thing was like rumors and I thought it was never going to happen. Like, I was just joking around thinking, come on, he's not joining that team. I tweeted out and I said, Steph Curry on the elbow, Clay Thompson on the other elbow, Kevin Durant bringing the ball up. What do you do? Mm-hmm. And everybody tweeted, you die. 
you pray, yeah. you just you lose. <laughs> and literally, I saw that that was even they didn't even have Clay Thompson going, bro. I can't even begin to understand how they lost by that much by twenty two, and Clay Thompson played like shit. He had five points through three quarters, missing open layups. They missed fifteen open layups. Like my biggest takeaway is if Clay gets hot. If Clay gets anywhere near lukewarm, Kevin Durant's gonna have open dunks every game. Every like, like, what do you do? What are you gonna do when that the, the fast break comes and Kevin Durant's right there? Also, the Warriors' defense held held the Cavaliers to what under ninety points, something like that. Or, or, I mean, under ninety five points, ninety one for a Cavaliers it, 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 team that was average. And like LeBron had seven turnovers, turnovers by halftime, which Bruh. is like that is a really fucking high number. And That's crazy number. The thing about it was, we all was looking at the Cavs defense as being the weakest. I guess like the weakest part of either team. So whether you know we talk about Cleveland offense defense, Golden State offense defense. The weakest part of it was Cleveland defense. And we all saw when they were giving up a hundred and something points to Paul mm-hmm. George and the Indiana Pacers in the first round. It was like, yeah, but it's the Pacers. It don't really matter that much. It's the first round. You know, they kind of took the foot off the gas during the season. Skiddy yeah. woo woo woo. And everybody was just real like, okay. Cool. Yeah, they was cooling about that shit when you was on the Cavs side, but. I was like, man, I don't know. Because LeBron don't, when LeBron team defense is good, it's good for the whole season. Yep. You know, and then going back to the Miami days when they was just like shutting niggas down left and right. Uh, it was stupid. It was, stupid. This was, this that, was crazy. That Miami, the 2012 to 2013, those two Miami teams, even with, even watching Golden State, Golden State is more of a, I'm marveling them as a total team. The the 2012 and 2013 Heat, you couldn't get to the rim without being smothered. They had Joel Anthony looking like a not Joel Anthony. They had Haslam looking like a beast. Birdman looking like the best defender in the league. Mm-hmm. Like they had players zipping around, bro. Like you couldn't get. They will. They will smother you. And then still get back on on um on on, on fast breaks. That's what like Golden they, State is right now. Basically, they're they're smothering people on defense all day. Like I've never seen, you know, a LeBron team like that just stagnant. They came out. They didn't score in the third quarter for like the first four minutes. Yeah. And can we talk about what I can we talk about what I said in the last podcast? If do not ever trust Kevin Love for consistency. For consistency against the Warriors, you're gonna get spots. No, you're gonna get spots where he's gonna be amazing. Right. But th- but then you're gonna get game ones where he's like, I can't score, so I'm gonna just rebound. Do you know why rebounding doesn't matter if you don't make the shots afterwards? Rebounding doesn't matter for shit if you don't make the shots afterwards. If you're over here getting rebounds and your team is still blowing shots, like like a rebound's a cool stat unless it leads to points, like. Kevin Love on so many plays was getting like he was he was letting Kevin Durant like out muscle him. What? He was getting yo, he was food 
every time he got the right, ball. Yeah, I, I was watching that shit. We, I looked at Easy, and I just shook my head. I was like, "Oh, he finna get cooked again." He wasn't oh, even. And get... what, was, what was crazy was that he wasn't letting his game, um, go with how the game was going. He was just like, "This is what I'm. This is what I was made to do." Or this is the game plan that we we had. I'm gonna hit the blocks. I'm gonna try to pound it in, get some easy layups. If I can't get that, kick it out. Then I'm gonna run mm-hmm. some. I'm gonna run through some screens. Then get try to get open threes. He had a few open threes that he missed, and overall he wasn't aggressive enough. I think that's what it is. The it, only LeBron and Kyrie were aggressive. Did you notice that? And with the Cavs, nobody mm-hmm. else really attacked the basket. Like we got to score. Like Shumpert was taking twenty foot jump shots. With 15 seconds in the shot clock, Sean Bird, that has never been your game. It never will be your game on any team, China, America, wherever. You do not do that, especially when your team is down 10 points against the greatest team ever assembled. You think that, let me, oh, LeBron's over there? Fuck that. Pull up. For what? What are you doing? I mean, but, but that's, well, it's, it, that's, it's a couple things to that. And I'm going to wrap it up in a, in a minute so we can talk about a couple more things. But one thing that I really noticed was the Cavs got caught up trying to play like Golden State. Mm. And that's exactly when they start getting smashed. When Golden State was coming down the court, pull up threes, transition threes, you know, running these quick pick and rolls, scoring in like under 15 seconds. And they were trying to go back the other way and answer right back, miss the shot. And then Golden State is running right back down the floor to score again. And mm-hmm. they cannot get caught doing, or let me say that again. They can't get caught settling for a lot of those jumpers and they really have to punish them inside. If they're going to win, they have to be more deliberate about how long they take with the possessions. You're going to have, like, you're going to have to play real ball control, almost like an NFL team trying to run out the clock with the running backs. And it's just wait them out. You can't, like, you cannot out muscle them on offense. They, they just have too much. And the, and the only way you're going to be able to do it is control the ball. Yeah. Don't try to get easy three pointers. But then that goes against that. It goes away from what the Cavs are, and that's why them being a three point shooter team, they don't realize that requires an amazing defense. That's what the Rockets didn't understand until they faced a great defensive team as the Spurs. They were like, "Oh, so if we miss these threes, that means that half of our team is not getting boards because we're behind the three point line because mm-hmm. we have shooters lined up everywhere. So that means that when we miss, that's why the, that's why they was getting out rebounded in the first half." That's why the Warriors was game had more points in the paint. They had more points in the paint than the Cavaliers. The team that's supposed to have the bigger players, the more physical team, was getting outplayed in the paint. Like, yeah, man, because it was a lot of settling for jumpers. Yeah, a lot of it. And when you do that, you can get back on defense. But then that also means that the other team has a better chance of getting a rebound. Like, your the three pointer is a very great shot. But if the whole team is is designed around getting a three. You're gonna have a lot of open space where where there's no way where people aren't closing out, people right. aren't getting boxed out. Like you gotta have a mix and match it. Like look, look, LeBron played a great game, mm-hmm. and I'll end it on this so that I am I'll end my side on this because I don't want to get too. LeBron played a, a great game. LeBron James has never in his career 
played against a player in the NBA Finals like this, like, like this Kevin Durant. This is going to be his greatest challenge. He's not playing against Harrison Baum. He's no. not playing against, oh, I'm happy to be here, Kevin Durant. He's playing against my nigga. Do you not understand? When I get the ball, I'm eating every play. Like Kevin Durant was trying to win the ring every play. Like I'm going to bust ass every play. I'm going to show you the whole arsenal. Hook shots. Backing you down. Um, pull-ups. I'm not going to waste yeah, no time. Cross oh, you up. Step back and pop so, it over your head. Like... Nigga was pulling out all the moves. The minute he saw Kyrie switch on him in the, in the paint, he didn't like wait or think about what the right play was. It was two steps, boom, boom, layup, easy. I'm done. Down the court. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant is going to show you the full arsenal of his of his talents. And if and if Clay Thompson wakes up at all, is a clean is a clean sweep. If Kevin Durant keeps playing this way, and Clay Thompson wakes up. There's nothing the Cavaliers can do. There's no game plan you can do. There's nothing. It's a clean sweep. The Cavaliers, the Warriors are three games of good, of average to really good Klay Thompson play from sweeping the Cavaliers. Three games. If he can just play 15 and 7. Yeah, that that is one thing that I am really worried about. Is like, when is the Klay game going to happen? It's gonna, it, it may not happen. Because he's not known for that in the finals. He's known for that overall. But in the finals, he's not known for having but that see, clay he, game. He does, but he hasn't had one all playoffs. My thing is like That's just, just true. like through attrition, there's like, there's a clay game coming. If you want to, if you, does. but that, that's just how I look at it. You just, because you know, during the regular season, maybe like once every two or three weeks, he going to go off for like 40. True. You know, just because he had the hot hand or he's going to score 27 in the first half because he just came out hot. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. It's, it's, it ain't, it ain't looking good, man. It's not looking good. Mm. It's not. I'm so hey, worried. Bro, I ain't walking to the door no more, Cavaliers. Yeah,